At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. A warmer, friendly low. Welcome to Loving Las Vegas for the baseball betting show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Easton Family Podcast. We do have a tremendous podcast for you. It's in the second segment. Going to be joined by Jason Rydowitz, a tremendous MLB handicapper over there at Odds Checker, along with Bookmaker Review. He is going to be joining me in the second segment. I'm going to be asking him in general about the New York teams, including a little bit on what we're seeing out there in the National League East. We're going to be previewing some of the big games that we are going to be seeing on this MLB Thursday with him, and he's going to give a game from a National League East team that he likes as well. So we're going to be diving into that in the second segment, and then in the final segment, going to give you guys picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Thursday as we touch them all. First things first, always do love to be able to answer Twitter questions on this podcast, and we got one or two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters CM. They mean does not matter, size per usual. Please do send these into the timeline and the other ways find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, but had a good day of baseball on Wednesday. So let's take a look back at it. Try to find some trends and try to get to know these teams a little bit better. A game from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the Rowdy Recap. The Milwaukee Brewers take a pair from the Tampa Bay Rays. 5-3 to three the final. Rowdy Delez winds up getting a Rowdy in this one with a pair of home runs. His 14th and 15th home runs of the season as you wind up having Luis Urias also go deep as 8th of the season. And then Ralph Garza Jr. in the ninth inning allows a home run to Jace Peterson as of the season for the Tampa Bay Rays. Wholesale approach in this one. Jalen Beeks was the opener. Gave up one of those 
scoreless home runs to Telez, gave up one run in two innings. From there, you wind up getting two scoreless innings out of Ryan Thompson, though looks like he might have gotten injured in this one as Sean Armstrong. He winds up giving up two runs in an inning. Brooks Raley, two scoreless innings before Kelvin Fletcher winds up giving up a home run in his inning of work, and Ralph Garza Jr. gives up a solo home run in the ninth inning for the Tampa Bay Rays. Missed opportunities. One of 12 with men in scoring position as Eric Lauer did not have it on this start either. Three runs given up in four and a third innings. And for Eric Lauer, all of a sudden, he has given up three plus runs in each out of his last six starts. One of those involves some unearned runs, but the bullpen had his back. John Del Gustave, Brad Boxberger, Devin Williams, Josh Hader all give you a scoreless setting, and Hobie Milner. He winds up giving you a pair of outs out of the bullpen as the lone eight given up by the bullpen, ironically enough, was from Josh Hader. You did wind up having the New York Yankees and the Oakland A's play a game with an interesting total. 5-3 to three the final. All these runs scored in the first three innings, and the closing total was 8.5. All you needed was one more run after the pretty much bottom of the third inning in order to be able to get this over, and it just wound up dying as Cole Irvin winds up giving up all five of those runs but was able to make it seven innings as he gave up all five of the runs within the first three innings, including a pair of homers going deep for the New York Yankees. Giancarlo Santin, 19th home run season, and Aaron Judge is 29th. He was able to settle down from there, and then you do wind up having a scoreless inning out of Adam Aller, and for the Yankees, James Santayan winds up allowing three runs in the first inning but settles down to be able to complete five strong, and then Lucas Lutke, two scoreless Settings, Miguel Castro, Clay Holmes, they give you scoreless eighth and ninth innings. As after those first few innings, you just really didn't get a lot of scoring opportunities in general, though I will say the Oakland A's. 3 of 13 with men in scoring position. The Houston Astros shut out the New York Mets. 2 to 0 the final. Justin Verlander was masterful. 8 scoreless innings and then Ryan Presley, he's able to pitch a scoreless inning to be able to get the save. And for the Houston Astros, the catcher spot has not been producing a lot of offense, but Jason Castro raises batting average. I'm not even kidding here. A buck 15 with pair of hits and one of those hits was a ninth inning home run off of Drew Smith. His first of the season as Taiwan Walker, a tremendous start. 7 to 3 Dang scoreless. You wind up having Edwin Diaz give you a pair of outs out of the bullpen, and then Drew Smith has really been good for the Mets thus far this season. He allows that home run to Castro in the ninth inning, and for the Mets, they just wind up being doomed by the offense, only wind up getting two hits in this one. The Kansas City Royals hold down the Walker Texas Rangers 2 to 1 the finalist. Dane Dunning has always had very demonstrative home and road splits, and this loss is not on him. Gives up two runs over the course of six innings, including a home run to Kyle Isbell, his second of the season and his second of the series, so that is an outlier, and for Zach Granke. Didn't get a lot of strikeouts, but he didn't wind up getting hit hard either. Gave up one run in six innings. That was a sole run to Leody Tavares, his first of the season. Matt Moore, two scoreless innings for the Texas Rangers and a Royals bullpen that entered into this game dead last in the American League in terms of ERA. They went to work. Scott Barlow, Taylor Clark, Amir Garrett all wind up giving you a scoreless inning. The San Diego Padres, they hold the Arizona Diamondbacks scoreless. 4-0. to zero. The finals, Mike Clevenger gives up one hit in six innings of scoreless baseball before Nick Martinez winds up closing out the final three innings scoreless for the Padres. They go three of ten with men in scoring position as for Arizona. Madison Baumgartner, not a bad start, was in quite a bit of danger, but only gave up one run in five innings. From there, Noe Ramirez along with Ian Kennedy both give up a run in their inning of work before Joe Manette Tipley and Kyle Nelson both give you a scoreless inning before the Arizona Diamondbacks. They have played over two-thirds of their home games to the under. That is a Another one for them, the Detroit Tigers. They've been playing right around 63% of their games overall this season to the under. 
They play another under, and they get it done against the San Francisco Giants. 3-2 to two the final. Ronnie Garcia gives up a solo home run over the course of his five innings to Evan Longoria, his eighth home run of the season. From there, the bullpen of the Tigers, which is currently in the top eight in terms of bullpen area, they went to work. Alex Lang gives up a run in two-thirds of an inning. Michael Fulmer gives you four outs out of the bullpen, and Gregory Soto, Andrew Chafin, they both give you a scoreless inning for Detroit. Eric Haas wound up having the big hit of this game. Fifth home run season off of Alex Wood, and he's been having a rough season thus far. Three runs given up in five and two-thirds innings for Mr. Wood. From there, Tyler Rogers was able to give you four outs out of the bullpen, and Junior Marte was able to deliver two scoreless, but not a lot doing for a San Francisco Giants team that's averaging right around 4.8 runs per game at home. The Pittsburgh Pirates, not a lot has been doing for them all season long, but they wound up getting to the Washington Nationals, especially the bullpen. 8-7 to seven, the final is for Pittsburgh. Mitch Keller winds up giving up five runs over the course of four innings, including nine hits along the way. The Nationals not been able to hit a lot of the deep ball, but with that said, they've been able to do a solid job of being able to get on base, and they did get a home run off of Yadiel Hernandez, his fifth home run season. That one's coming off of Tyler Beattie, who allowed one run in two innings, but you did wind up having the combination of Chase Young along Cam View, wind up giving up one run over the course of two innings, with View giving up that run, and Yuri De Los Santos was able to give you a scoreless inning. For the Pittsburgh Pirates, a little bit of home run derby wound up busting on this one as for Brian Reynolds, not one, not two, but three home runs off of three different pitchers. It's 13th, 14th, of 15th home runs of the season, and Sergio Paulo Espinel also wound up serving one up to Daniel Vogelback. His 10th of the campaign for Espinel gives up four runs and four and a third inning. Steve Ciszek gives you a pair of outs out of the bullpen, and Andres Machado, Sam Clay, they combine for two scoreless innings, but Kyle Edwards Jr. gives up on those Reynolds home runs, gives up three runs in an inning, and Kyle Finnegan gives up the other one, giving up a one run over the course of his inning of work. So the Pittsburgh Pirates wind up being able to get it done. The Atlanta Braves. They are assured a series win against the Philadelphia Phillies as they wind up being able to get a 4-1 W on Wednesday as for the Atlanta Braves. You wind up having a deep fly from Adam Duvall that lifted them to victory. His ninth home run season. That winds coming off of one or dangerous Suarez who wound up giving up four runs over the course of six and two-thirds innings. Jurisdiction familiar and former number one pick Mark Appel will give you a scoreless setting for Appel. His major league debut now 30 years old after being the number one overall pick. I think it was now eight years ago. And Jose Alvarado was able to give you a nod out of the bullpen as well. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, Reese Hoskins, a lone form of offense, 14th home run season. He winds up going deep off of Kyle Wright, who gave up that solo run, but other than that, was solid in his seven innings work, only four strikeouts, but held down the fort before Will Smith and Jesse Chavez. Both give you a scoreless setting in for the Atlanta Braves. Boy, oh boy, this team has been white hot. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, they've now lost two straight after going 16-6 and in their 22-game stretch after firing Joe Girardi. The Boston Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays and a game that looked like it was a sure under as it was 3-3 going in extra innings. Five runs scored in the 10th inning overall, and the Boston Red Sox clawed out by a count of 6-5. of five. Nick Pavetta, a solid start, giving up two runs over the course of six innings, including a home run to George Springer, 15th home run season. Oh, it needs to be cut. Pointed out, by the way, that you wound up having a nice big giant brouhaha in this game as well. We shall see if there's going to be any suspensions from that, but always fun to see. And for the Red Sox, they win this game despite going 1 of 11 then in scoring position as Alex Verdugo. He takes Alec Manoa deep for his sixth home run of the season. And Manoa, what? Alec Manoa is pretty solid. He does wind up giving up three runs, only two of which was earned as he winds up having Alejandro Kirk's throwing air, wind up hurting him a little bit, and then 
for the Blue Jays. An untrustworthy bullpen costed you the under in this one as David Phelps in the 10th inning gives up three runs, two of which were earned without getting it out. Tim Meza, Adam Simber, Jordan Romano were all able to give you scoreless innings and Boston wasn't necessarily so trustworthy in 10th inning either as Matt Stram gives up two runs, one of which was earned over the course of his two total innings. John Schreiber is scoreless inning and Ryan Brazier, he does allow a run in his inning of work. The LA Dodgers, they had to Coors and they avoid a sweep, 8-4. to four. They wind up getting it done against the Colorado Rockies as one Julio Arias winds up giving up three runs over the course of five and a third innings. He did wind up having Reyes Maranta wind up giving up his solo run in his inning of work as Brendan Rodgers gets his seventh home run season. All of coming Coors Field, by the way. Bruce Arter, Gratterall, five outs out of the bullpen, and David Price is scoreless setting in for the LA Dodgers. Freddie Freeman currently involved in a lot of controversy. He winds up getting a home run off of starter Omar Marquez. His ninth home run season, Cody Bellinger will go deep off of Daniel Bart, his tenth home run season. And then Will Smith gets jiggy with it. 12th home run season. That comes off of Yuli Chassin, who gives up two runs in one and a third innings for Marquez. Another bad start. He's given up at least three runs in all but three of his starts thus far this season. Five runs. Give it up in three and a third innings. You wind up having the bird and Mr. Jake Bird. Wind up giving up one of those home runs in his inning of work tie block. Gives you four outs out of the bullpen scoreless and Carlos Cezavitz. He winds up giving you a scoreless inning as well. But the Dodgers, they are able to get it done. The Chicago Cubs, they wind up getting it done against the Cincinnati Reds. 8-3, to three, the finalists. For Cincinnati, Hunter Green just has not been an experiment that has been panning out. He's going to be very good in a few years, but clearly not ready for the big leagues at this point, despite the fact that he throws north of 100. Three runs given up in four innings, and then this bullpen has been just terrible, and it was terrible once again. Jeff Hoffman gives up a run in an inning of work. Jordi Mareta winds up being able to give you four outs out of the bullpen, but Ross Setweiler, he gives up two runs while getting just two outs, including giving up a home run. And Luis Sessa, he gave up a home run, giving up two runs in his inning of work for the Cubs. You wound up having Wilson Contreras get his 13th home run season, and Christopher Morrell is 6th, and Justin Steele, he was his strongest steal. He winds up giving up one run over the course of five innings. Hasn't been necessarily going well for our good friend Matt Schwarmer. He winds up giving up two runs in his two innings of work, including a home run before Scott Efres and Michael Givens both give you a scoreless inning as Brandon Drury wound up hitting that home run for Cincinnati, his 16th of the season. The Miami Marlins Wound up having Sandy Alcantara throw a complete game, and they get it done. 4-3 to three of the final. For Alcantara, he does wind up giving up three runs, only two of which was earned. He was hurt by fielding a little bit in nine innings. He was at 107 pitches going into the ninth inning. Don Mettingly let him in. Very, very refreshing sight there. And Avicio Garcia... He was able to go deep in the ninth inning. That winds up giving the Marlins a win. They were down by one run going into the ninth. Gets a sixth home run season off of Ryan Elsley, who had allowed one earned run all season long prior to giving up that bomb. He gives up two runs over the course of an inning, and it wastes what was a really good start from Andre Palanti. He winds up giving up two runs over the course of seven innings, and Giovanni Gagas, he was able to give you a scoreless inning as well for the St. Louis Cardinals. They were looking for a nice sweep of the Miami Marlins. They have to settle for taking two out of three as the St. Louis Cardinals. This was, by the way, their first time in their last five games that they had not been able to reach the five-run plateau. So they certainly have been able to do a solid job on offense. The Cleveland Guardians walk it off in dramatic fashion. They take down the Minnesota Twins by kind of seven to six. Dylan, don't call me Al Bundy. Not necessarily the world's worst start. Gives up three runs, two of which were earned over the course of five innings. Kill Theobar, Griffin Jacks. They both give you a scoreless inning. And Yohan Duran, two scoreless innings. But then you reach a 10th inning. You wind up having the Minnesota Twins in that 10th inning score three runs. So if you wind up having the under in this one, thoughts and prayers to you as well. Because this was just a terrible beat. And then you wind up having the bullpen give up four runs. Emilio Pagan. It was a Pagan off of him. Three runs, two of which were earned. He got one out, and then Jarrell Cotton allows a walk-off home run to Josh Naylor, and he nailed it. 
ninth home run of the season for Josh as Cal Quantrill winds up giving up three runs over the course of eight innings, including a pair of bombs going deep for the Minnesota Twins. You wind up having Gio Rochelle get his seventh home run season and Andrew Gerloff, his first home run season before Max Kepler in the 10th inning winds up being able to get his eighth home run season. That one's coming off of Eli Morgan, who's seen some regression recently. Three runs to overturn in his inning and Emmanuel Class A was able to give you a scoreless inning and all of a sudden the Cleveland Guardians, they find themselves 38-34. They're just two games back in the AL Central so the cheese is binding a little bit more there. The DK Nation pick was on the over in the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles game and we got there very easily, guys. 9-3 to the final. This was thanks in large part to a six-spot in the fourth inning by the Seattle Mariners as Austin Voth won a king of the third. And he was not out by his fielding. There were a trio of errors out there on him. He allowed three runs, but just one of which was earned over the course of three innings. And a bullpen of the Baltimore Orioles, as I said, was doing for some regression. Well, it regressed. Nick Vespi, who entered into this game with a sub-2 ERA, he left it with a 540. Gave up six runs in a third of an inning, including a home run to Julio Rodriguez, his 12th home run season as the Mariners wind up going 5 of 13 with Ben in scoring position. From there, Brian Baker doing two thirds inning scoreless. Dylan Tate, Ore Lopez, they both give you a scoreless inning end for Seattle. Chris Flexen, not a great start, not a terrible start. Gives up three runs over the course of six innings before Eric Swanson, Ben Murphy, and Ken Giles all clean up the mess from there as Baltimore, they wound up going one of eight with men in scoring position. And then it was showtime, Shoei Otani. Five and two-thirds innings scoreless as the Angels get a 4-1 to win. Punch shot 11. No run surrendered by him. Jose Quijada, four outs out of the bullpen. Ryan Tapera winds up giving up an earned run in an inning for the LA Angels and Rossio Iglesias. He was able to get a scoreless inning for a save as Luis Renifo is second home run of the week. His fourth of the season. That winds up coming off of Michael Kopech as Kopech, one of his lesser starts of the season, Four runs, three of which were earned, given up over the course of five and a third innings, and the unearned run was due to his own error. That's not necessarily too terrific. Kendall Graveman, Jose Ruiz, both give you a scoreless inning, and one Rinaldo Lopez was able to come in, give you a pair of outs out of the bullpen, and you're taking a look at what we're getting in baseball right now. We did wind up seeing quite a few unders that wound up hitting in Major League Baseball on Wednesday, but that said, the overrate has really been starting to creep up and up and up as overall for the season, 51.3% of games have wound up going under the total. 547 unders to 519 overs. You may recall about three weeks into the season, this was a 60% under rate and Favorites have been having a good season thus far. 675 and 449 straight up. That is 60.1%. But if you take a look at the run line, we've gotten on that front, we have already seen 179 favorites be unable to cover the run line, winning by approximately one run. This is manifested by home favorites having 135 such instances, 422 and 196 straight up our home favorites this season. But just 287 of those 422 wins have been by multiple runs. And if you take a look at the last 30 days, favorites overall 61. 0.1% hit rate, 248 and 158 straight up, and in this time span, 198 overs to 189 under. So that's what we're seeing in baseball right now, and that's what we wound up getting in Major League Baseball on Wednesday. Now let's turn the page forward to Thursday, and let's talk to Jason Reitowitz about what we're seeing with the New York teams, what we're seeing out there in the National League East, and take a look at a couple games for Thursday, and he's been handicapping baseball a little bit in general. That's up next right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Craig Peterson, now a part of the Decent Family Podcast. At Bet365, 
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
breaking down every game every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And we got a great guest for you today as Jason Rydowitz. He does an absolutely terrific job taking a look at the game of baseball. Does some work over there at the Game Day MLB, odds checker, bookmaker review. Guy is all over the place doing an excellent job taking a look at everything that we are getting. Does a lot with regards to team totals as well. So we'll be diving into that and to be able to follow Jason on Twitter. That is at his name, Jason underscore Radowitz. I say it's spelled R-A-D-O-W-I-T-Z all together. And Jason, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate you having me. We're already almost in July. We're basically halfway through the year. Almost halfway through the MLB season. It's flown by, but it's been lots of fun. It has been lots of fun. And Jason, I know that you're a man that you play a lot of team totals with regards to your handicapping. What has really been working slash not working for you over the last few weeks? Because I think that it's been a really interesting season with just a lot of ebbs and flows. But just with what you've been doing this season, has there been anything that you've been noticing that has been going really well slash maybe hasn't been going so well for you to this point? Well, you know, offense has really kind of, you know, adapted a little bit. And so there are teams out there now that are hitting the baseball with authority and doing it consistently. So that's the biggest thing. I think earlier on in the season, you know, offenses were not capable of scoring a ton of runs, but we're starting to see some teams really kind of stand out. Like the Astros stand out, the Yankees, of course, the Braves when they face the lefty and so forth, so forth. So that's the good news. I think that's really what's helped me improve on my MLB bets uh, in the last month or so. Had a lot more success now moving forward. That was expected because that's the same thing that happened last year. And certainly a case in which we've been noticing the, with the weather heating up, we've been seeing a few more runs in general and we're seeing more guys wind up getting called up to the big leagues as well. And I know you're a guy that you like to fade a lot of shall we say, less than terrific pitchers. Mm-hmm. How do you wind up gauging a lot of these guys that they do wind up getting called up to the minor leagues? Like we're going to be seeing one guy for the Oakland A's and Adrian Martinez. He's made one start this season, but by and large, he's been p- pitching mostly at the AAA level. We've been seeing guys like Jackson Tetrielt wind up coming up for the Washington Nationals. List goes on and on of these guys that they wind up getting called up from the minors. How do you wind up gauging a lot of them? Because I think that that's one of the hardest things to do with regards to handicapping because there are so many unknowns going from like a double A slash a triple A team up to the big leagues. Yeah. So like I'd rather bet on a guy that I have some stats on. So, you know, if I can get really, you know, a rookie pitcher that's not performing well, who's getting, you know, multiple starts because of an injury or just because you know the depth is weak on the roster, well then I'm going to attack. But like I'm not going to be, you know, fading a career starting pitcher like a you know a first, you know, career start. I'm not looking to bet that. I need stats to back things up. And you know, like there are players that you know pitched last year and started in the AAA this year and then came up with the majors. You know, those stats I can use and, and that could work out. But I never want to you know go up against a pitcher making you know his debut because you just never know what to expect. The batters don't know what to expect. They don't have any you know, MLB footage on the guy. You don't know if the jitters are going to get to this guy or he's just going to be as dominant as he was in the minors. So, you know, I like to have, you know, stats to back up any of my analysis. So, therefore, with those pitchers, I want to see a couple games before I, you know, jump the gun. I don't blame you there, especially when it comes to some of these leagues, because you take a look at something like the PCL, where a 4-5 or a 5 ERA is honestly not too bad out there when you wind up playing in like 
Las Vegas, Albuquerque, where the ball just absolutely flies. Meanwhile, a guy that might be coming up and it's like, oh, he pitched like to a 2-5 ERA in Indianapolis. That's actually not too terrific. So there's a lot of variance when it comes to guys that wind up going from the minors to the major leagues. And sometimes you need to throw out the sets a little bit when it comes to especially earned runs with that as well. And you need to just take a look at a lot more of the stuff, what wound up leading to the ERA as well. As we do have Jason Radowitz joining me on the podcast. And Jason, you're a man that's out there in the northeast part of the country and out there in the great state of New York. Shall we say we've got two teams that have been playing very well this season. I know that you're more of a Mets fan than a Yankees fan, but we've got a big one that's going to be starting up on Thursday in terms of Yankees versus Astros. This was a tremendous series when we wound up getting it last week. The Astros honestly had a chance to be able to win all four of those games if we're calling it like it is. But now on Thursday, it's going to be Luis Severino. It's going to be Luis Garcia. A total of eight and a half relative pick game with the Astros being a slight underdog. How do you wind up evaluating this one? And how much stock do you wind up putting into the fact that the Astros wind up playing so well last week because we wind up seeing the Astros wind up getting a little bit of a boost in terms of the futures market for that? And rightfully so, because I do think that we're looking at the best two teams in the American League. Yeah, so I watched the Ashers against my Mets in the last two games, and they played four you know, within the last week or so, and the Ashers won all four games. The pitching was lights out. The hitting you know, was pretty on par as well. So Jordan Alvarez and Pena both could have concussions. I don't know what's going on there. They both hit each other, trying to get a pop-up, and Pena did actually catch it. But, you know, if Alvarez misses some time, that's a pretty big blow for the Astros. You know, you can kind of compare him to Aaron Judge of the Yankees, right? Those are the two big sluggers, two guys that make, you know, a huge impact in their lineup. So, you know, I would definitely watch to see if Alvarez is in the lineup. Obviously, the Astros played without Pena for a little bit, and we're fine. But Pena, he's a great player as well, and he only makes the Astros better when he's in the lineup as well due to his speed and, you know, sneaky power. So, yeah, this is a great matchup. Obviously, Yankees versus Astros could be the championship game for the championship series in the American League. This year, both teams are fantastic. I think the Astros are better when they're at full strength. I think the Yankees' starting location is worse. The Astros obviously will get Lance McCullers back eventually, which will help the rotation even more. So I would start the Astros here with Garcia on the mound. But, you know, obviously it's difficult, especially if you don't know if the Alvarez will be active for that game. So, therefore, I would wait on that news before betting the Astros in this game. Interesting to take a look at the home and road splits in this one as well because Luis Severino spent a little bit better at Yankee Stadium than on the road. And Luis Garcia was very good at home and not so great on the road last season. And we've seen a complete reversal of that thus far this year as well. So, I do think that that is going to be one that is going to be interesting to take a look at. And when it comes to the New York Mets, I know that you just mentioned they're your team. They did wind up losing a pair against the Houston Astros. But I do take a look at the New York Mets, and I've really liked what I've seen out of this team thus far. But I do feel like, and I'm sure that you would agree, injuries are starting to pile up for this bunch. What is just your overall outlook on them? Because you've got to expect that at some point, we're going to be seeing Max Scherzer. We're going to be seeing Jacob DeGrom. Taylor McGill has been incredibly banged up. That's a little bit of an issue for this team. But I do think that as long as they can wind up getting their two horses back in terms of the starting rotation in DeGrom, along with Scherzer for sort of the stretch run of the season after the All-Star break. This is a Mets team that should be able to maintain, and they wound up getting dealt a relatively good break, even though it was not necessarily one that you'd love to see if you're a Phillies fan with Bryce Harper going down with a broken thumb as well. Yeah, that was brutal. For the Mets, you know, like they're in first place right now, and 
They've done it without DeGrom. They've done it without Scherzer. And, you know, obviously the Braves are really, really hot right now. So, you know, the Mets are trying to stick it out. But, you know, if, if you were to tell me the Mets were in first place without Scherzer and DeGrom, then you got to be happy. And, you know, Taiwan Walker has pitched very well recently. Carrasco has been lit up by the Astros, but he's been really good against everybody else for the most part. So the Mets are getting some really good pitching despite those injuries. You know, David Pearson has put up some solid performances, has you know an ERA of around three, which is really good for your fifth or sixth starter. The Mets are fine when it comes to pitching. They'll get those guys back and they'll be on their way. Now, the offense has slumped a little bit. Again, the Astros, their pitching staff is incredible, like we just pointed out. Like, yeah, the Astros are better than the, the uh, Mets, and the Yankees are probably better than the Mets, too. But in the NL, you know, I think we saw the Dodgers, you know, they've lost a couple, you know, series, like the Pirates earlier, the Rockies now. I don't think the Dodgers are, are like, you know, the end-all, be-all in the NL. The Padres are very good, but the Mets can stick with them a little bit. I still think the Mets are one of the best teams in the NL, if not the best team. Obviously, the Braves would have something to say as well. It's a close race in the NL, you know, with all those teams, but the Mets will handle their business in the NL and they'll be fine despite these losses to the Astros. The Astros are just really good and they're peaking at the right time. They're going to give the Yankees a battle. Obviously, already did uh, earlier on last week and, you know, they'll do it again this week as well. Yep, and just that NL East in general is so interesting as we still got that battle going on between the Phillies and the Atlanta Braves on Thursday as well as we do have joining me on the podcast, Jason Reitowitz. And we were talking about it with the American Blake. Feels like it's pretty cut and dry as to who the top two teams are. And then it's really a battle for number three as as to whether or not you want to go with a team like the Cleveland Guardians, Minnesota Twins, Blue Jays, or the Boston Red Sox pretty much at this point, in my opinion. And I would honestly be given a little bit of upward momentum to the Boston Red Sox at this point, the way that they've been playing. But we're going to be seeing that a little bit more throughout the back half of the season. But with that said, in the National League, it just feels a little bit more wide open this season. Like you've got the San Diego Padres and the LA Dodgers who are going to be opening up a big set on Thursday. I still think that the Dodgers are the best team out there in the National League, but I think that you're able to make a very good case for the Mets as long as you wind up getting Jacob deGrom along with Max Scherzer healthy. And if the San Diego Padres are able to get back Manny Machado and they can continue to have Joe Musgrove who's going to be on the bump on Thursday firing all cylinders, I think that there's a lot of intrigue there. And it feels almost like the opposite of what we've gotten the last few years because, I mean, typically it's just like the LA Dodgers being atop the National League and then you wind up having everyone else sort of trying to be that number two, number three contender to them. And it feels like we've had a little bit of reversal this year. I don't know if you wind up agreeing with that, but I think it's been so fascinating what we've seen out there in the National League this season. Yeah, the National League has been really fun. I saw Dave Roberts had a comment and talked about the NL West was you know, the best conference in baseball. I don't know if I agree with that, knowing the bottom two teams in that division. But yeah, you know, the National League is getting better. It's uh, very competitive, obviously. That makes for really exciting baseball. But I would say that I do think NL East, obviously, you know, being biased, is a harder division uh, when you have the Braves and the Phillies. I know Harper's not there, but the Phillies will still be competing, and they're getting a lot better. And, of course, you got the Marlins, and they have a great, great pitching staff. They make it hard on any team to win any night because of that pitching staff. And, really, you know, the Marlins also have some solid quality bats in the lineup as well. And when they're clicking, they're clicking on all cylinders. So I would say that the, the NL East is a little bit deeper but, you know, whatever. When it comes to the National League East, to your point, I mean, it's just a case of which, other than really the Washington Nationals, in which the Washington Nationals are yeah. absolutely terrible, all these teams have been very, very competitive with the Miami Marlins. They just had a little bit more hitting and a little bit more bullpen pitching. When you've got Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, 
that is a very good duo right there. Unfortunately, there are just some games in which they throw out their backs and Garrett and company. It's not been going well in the NL West. I mean, I'll say it, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they've been a very nice surprise this season, a team that I didn't really have expectations for, and their pitching has been able to keep them in a lot of games as well. And when it comes to that game that I alluded to a little bit earlier, Padres versus Dodgers, it's going to be Mitch White who winds getting the start for the Dodgers. And I've got to feel like it's just the Dodgers name that has them as a favorite right now. They are a minus 120 favorite. I recognize that Manny Machado's out of the fold, but I don't know about you, but with Joe Musgrove on the hill, for the Padres with out of his 13 starts, 12 of them being starts of which he wanted going six plus innings, giving up two runs or fewer. This just feels like the Dodgers are getting too much love for the name brand itself. I'm not sure about you, but getting a plus price with Joe Musgrove on the hill seems very appealing to me. Yeah, look, I love this rivalry. Padres with Dodgers. You know, we've seen a ton of games going to extra innings. We've seen a ton of close games and obviously just a lot of fire between both teams when these two teams are facing off. Obviously, both teams are you know right there, you know close to first place. Padres have 46 wins, Dodgers have 45 wins, but just 28 losses. While the Padres have 31 losses, so I mean they're both like you know neck and neck. And obviously, the series will be crucial to you know help one breathe over the other if one can get you know a sweep of the series. So yeah, I mean obviously Musgrove is the better pitcher, but you know we've seen these the Padres and Dodgers games all the time. You know it's just crazy, right? A lot of extra inning games, a lot of games where you know, guys come back randomly. And so it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I, you know, I agree. Musgrove, obviously the better pitcher in this one. And if you're getting an underdog price, you might as well take it. Because like we said, you know, these games are always very, very close, no matter who's on the mound. And so if it's going to be a close game, then you're getting value with the underdog. Yep, I do agree with you there, especially with the LA Dodgers. Having Craig Kimbrell not necessarily firing in all cylinders as well in a one-run game, I don't think that you can feel very secure about him being able to close out. As Jason Radowitz does a great job over there at Bookmaker Review and Odd Checker, he is joining me on the podcast. And when it comes to the board for Thursday, it's a little bit thinner travel day for a lot of these teams, but we've alluded to a pair of big games that are going to be going down between the Padres and the Dodgers along with the Yankees and the Astros. Is there anything else that's catching your eye as perhaps a potential bet or something else that you might be taking a look at overnight. And if it winds up moving your way, you might wind up firing in on it. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, Phillies, the Phillies game going up against the Braves. You got Aaron Noah on the hill at home going up against Ian Anderson of the Braves. Nola, a way better pitcher than Anderson. Just, uh, you know, riding with the, the better arm in Nola and just, you know, hoping that he can keep the Braves bat silent. Obviously, we don't know what happened in the you know previous game on the time of recording this. You know, this could be a rubber game. It could be whatever. We don't know, but... Just having Aaron Nola on will be crucial going up against Ian Anderson, like Nola in that game for the Phillies. And Aaron Nola all throughout his career, right around a point better on his ERA when he pitches in Philadelphia rather than on the road. And Ian Anderson, nearly four walks per nine innings. And so to see the world's greatest spot for the Atlanta Braves, I do agree with you, Aaron Nola being on the bump for the Philadelphia Phillies should be able to provide some value, but not as much value as you provide, Jason, because you do absolutely amazing work with all the different platforms that you wind up writing for. You're a man that you absolutely love the game of baseball. You do a great job of being able to take a look at things day in and day out. As we both know, it is a sport for the grinders, and you are one of the best, my friends. So let the good people at home know they're able to follow you on social media and everything that you've got going on in general. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter at Jason underscore Radowitz. That's R-A-D-O-W-I-T-Z. I retweet all the uh, articles that I write and that I write Usually at least six a day on all different kinds of platforms with different game previews, parlays, same game parlays. So do a little bit of everything for everyone in the MLB right now. Obviously, no other sports to be running about outside of tennis. And 
I am not your tennis guy. So you can find all those articles retweeted on my Twitter for same game parlays, for parlays, money line parlays, and game previews with picks for those games as well. So all that can be found on my Twitter. And of course, we have to throw out there that golf is happening as well. I'm sure that there might be <laughs> people are like, what about the golf? Yes, there is golf that is going on. And WNBA as well. I will say there is about more WNBA. And the CFL, right? Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm even seeing people posting out there some lacrosse as well. A little bit of an underserved mm-hmm. sport. One that's a little bit more popular out there in the northeast part of the country. So got to do everything that we can of Adele football season. But Jason... Day in and day out. He does a great job taking a look at the baseball betting board. Does a great job whenever he joins his podcast as well. So always a pleasure to get him on. Big thanks to Jason for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Show. Now part of the Decent Family Podcast. And coming up next, it is that time of the podcast. They give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Thursday as we touch them all. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beast and Family Podcast. It is always a pleasure to get Jason Radowitz of Bookmaker Review along with Todd Checker on the podcast. Does a great job taking a look at the game of baseball, man, that is holding it down out there in the northeast part of the country as well. So always a pleasure to have him aboard. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Thursday as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GNN underscore one We're going to be going in normal Las Vegas rotation, or this is where we go with the National League games first, then the American League games. If we would have interleague games, those would be at the bottom, but we do not have any of those today, so that'll keep things all nice, neat, clean, and easy as we begin with 951-952 on the betting board. The Atlanta Braves are on the road facing up against the Philadelphia Phillies. Aaron Supernola is going to be on the bump for the Phils. And Ian Anderson, no, not the former musician, is on the bump for the Braves. The Braves are finding themselves at 14 plus 110 and plus 118 underdogs. For the Phillies, it's saying we're team minus 120, minus 135 with 8 to 8 and a half being your total. On the 8, the over is minus 120 and the under is even. On the 8 and a half, the under is minus 120 and the over is even. And when it comes to the Phillies, I was willing to make them more of a mid-140s favorite. So I'm going to be riding with them. I'm willing to lay up to right around a minus 147 because Aaron Nola throughout his career has had a point better on his ERA when he's at home rather than on the road. Now, we've seen a little bit of a reversal of this season. 410 home ERA, 213 road ERA. I think that this is just bad luck in general because opponents are only getting a buck 80 off of him at home compared to a 233 on the road, but some out of his 10 home runs have wound up coming at home, so just a little bit of a strange circumstance, but what has really been good for Nola, he's given up a 1.2 walks per nine innings. He has been incredibly efficient with his pitches. Ian Anderson has not been. He's given up right around 4.2 walks. Per nine innings, not much of a swing and miss guy with right around seven and a half punch outs per nine innings. He's given up four plus runs in three out of his last five starts. Ian Anderson has actually been better on the road than he has been at home. 
5-2 road record with a 3.55 ERA, 6.28 home ERA with a 1-2 record with 5 out of his 9 home runs coming at home despite the fact that he's thrown 17 fewer innings at home. It really doesn't make a lot of sense. So I do think that there's going to be negative regression for him on the road. I do think that Aaron Nola going to see positive progression at home. Now this is a Philly team that they're dealing with Bryce Harper. That no question minds of putting them behind the eight ball. But Kyle Schwarber, 22 home runs as far as the season. Only in at 220, but a 340 on base and then Got a bevy of guys sitting in the pocket of, I would say, about a 242. We're going to call it about a 255. Alec Bohm, Reese Hoskins, Nick Cassianos, JT Rio Muto. Even when he's out there, Yohan Camargo and the Didi Gregorius. It's been about a 265 for this bunch. You take a look at the Atlanta Braves, and you've got a lot of mashers as Marcel Zuna, Travis Arno, Matt Olson, William Contreras, Stansby Swanson, all in between 10 and 14 home runs. And pretty much all these guys aside from Azuna, hitting above 255, including Swanson, hitting right around 300 with a double-digit amount of stolen bases. Austin Riley, he's been able to slug out 18 home runs. Got a lot of guys stepping up for the team, including Mr. Michael Harris II. Skipped really triple A, and it's come up. He's hitting above a 300. Braves do have a little bit of an edge when it comes to bullpen as well. Jesse Chavez has been solved for the team. Asus Cruz has a sub-2 ERA, but... I'll also have to deal with Kenley Jansen, who is not too terrific. It looks like he actually might be on the injured list, so you actually don't have to deal with Kenley Jansen. That's a little bit of a positive, but typically it would only come in in the ninth inning with the team having a lead. I don't think that that is going to be the case for this Atlanta Braves team. And then with the Philadelphia Phillies, Brad Hand has been rock solid for this team. They've been using Corey Cadable in the seventh inning, and he seems to have really thrived in that role, so Anthony Dominguez. Has been posting up right around a 2 ish ERA. Andrew Bellotti, a little bit up and down, 365 ERA, but by and large, has been able to do a relatively solid job. So I did wind up making the Phillies more on a minus 140 favorite. I think that Nola is going to be able to outpitch Ian Anderson. And I do think that this is going to be a situation where Nola's going to look like the super self of him at home, and I do think that the Phillies are going to be missing Bryce Harper quite a bit with regards to their offense, so I think they might be in for some lower scoring games, so my total at 7.9, so looking under along with the Phillies, 953-954 on the bank board, the Milwaukee Brewers hit the road face-off against the Pittsburgh Pirates. JT Brubaker is going to be on for the Buckos, and Adrian Don't Come Doogie Howser is on the bump for Milwaukee, Milwaukee. And between a minus 125 and a minus 135 favorite, and if you're taking a look at the Buckos, you're going to be getting them Anywhere between about a plus 110 to a plus 125. 8.5 is your total. Over is minus 120. And the under is even. And with the Brooker, I want to make them a minus 144 favorite. Now, Hauser has been getting roughed up recently. He has looked a little bit more like Doogie. He's been giving up at least three runs and now four out of his last five starts. But the good news is... He gets to go up against this Pittsburgh Pirates lineup that has been far from impressive. They were able to put up eight runs yesterday, but prior to that, they had scored three runs or fewer in four out of their last five games. O'Neill Cruz has come up to the big leagues, and he's been solid. He wound up having six RBI in his first series when he wound up going up against the Chicago Cubs and to the credit of Brian Reynolds. And this guy has been able to slug them out. He had three home runs yesterday. He's got 15 on the campaign. He's hitting over a 300 over his last 30 days. And then you've got a guy in Cabrian Ace who's been able to hit right around a 265-ish overall for the season for this team. But you take a look at the dead bats like Josh Van Meter, Daniel Vogelback, Rodolfo Castro, Diego Castillo, Cal Mitchell. The list goes on and on of guys. A 220 or lower, and for the Milwaukee Brewers, it is not as if this is a team that's lighting the world on fire with their offense. They did wind up getting a pair of home runs out of Rowdy Tellez yesterday. He and Willie Adamas both had 15 on the campaign, but nobody that wanted seeing it at bat yesterday hitting above 263. And 
The guy that's hitting a 263, Jonathan Davis, he's been solid. They do have Mark Brasso coming back. He is someone that does have a batting average a little bit above that. He's been able to give the team a 375 on base, but has been inconsistent with staying healthy, to say the least. You've been able to have Christian Yelich a little bit above a 250. So he's looked better this year than in past seasons, but not necessarily a great offensive for the Milwaukee Brewers. They did wind up having to use up Josh Hader quite a bit in their series against the Tampa Bay Rays. They needed him on Tuesday. They needed him for 24 pitches yesterday. That most likely knocks him out of this one, but Devin Williams, he wound up also throwing 24 pitches, so that winds up making the Milwaukee Brewers be a team that's going to need to utilize some of their lesser bullpen guys like a Trevor God, but Trevor God is not necessarily too bad. Brent Suter has been able to pick it up after he wound up having a pretty cataclysmically bad start to the season for Brent Suter of the last three days, 253 ERA. And then when it comes to the flip side for our JT Brubaker and company, it's been a up and down year from Brubaker has been able to rein it in a little bit more with regards to contact, giving up right around 1.15 home runs for nine innings. Home and roads puts relatively equal. Four or six home ERA, 420 ERA on the road. Opponents overall are earning about a 254 off of them. He gets nine straight cuts for nine innings. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, the bullpen has really been able to step up for this team. All but five of their wins have come from the bullpen, but it's not necessarily because this bullpen has been completely lights out or anything like that. You got someone like a Chris Strand who's posted up north of a five ERA, but I will say is that David Benar has been terrific for this team. Sub two ERA for Ian Chase Young, but DeYoung wound up getting used up yesterday. Tyler Beatty has been good as a long guy, 320 ERA, but when you do wind up getting into some of these guys like an Anthony Benda, Heath Embry has wound up getting some innings. It does wind up getting to be a little bit of a mess. I do think that Adrian Hauser going to be able to bounce back a little bit more in this spot. I do think that both of these offenses are going to be able to get to starting pitchers that can be a little bit erratic and got a Brewers bullpen that's a little bit taxed and a Pirates bullpen that's not necessarily too terrific either. Set my total at 8.7. I'm looking over and I'm looking at the Brewers. I have 55-956 on the main board. The Cincinnati Reds. Yes, we are on to Cincinnati and they are under the road. They are going to be facing off with the Chicago Cubs. So Professor Kyle Hendricks is going to be going for the Cubbies and Graham Ashcraft is going to be on the bump for Cincinnati. Ashcraft hopes to not be a load of Ashcraft as he's anywhere between a plus 110 to a plus 115 underdog. When it comes to the Cubs, you're finding them in between minus 118 and minus 125. We do not have a total up on this game because this is a Wrigley Field game. A lot of the totals wind up being based on the wind. And as I'm seeing it right now, it looks like we are going to get the wind blowing out and the wind blowing out heavily on Wednesday. All throughout the day, it figures to be between 10 and 15 mile per hour winds with the 15 plus mile per hour winds being towards the afternoon and the evening time. So I wound up setting a hefty total here. And 11 or less, I'm looking at an over 11 half or higher. I'm going to be taking a look at an under. You do not have a pair of strikeout guys. They're going to be on the mound in this one. Graham Ashcraft, he's giving you right in the pocket of about six strikeouts per nine innings. Kyle Hendricks gives you right around six half strikeouts per nine innings. And with Hendricks, he's giving up about a home run and a half per nine innings. Walks haven't been too bad, two and a half walks per nine innings. And throughout his career, Though this season, that has reversed itself a little bit. He's posting up a 5.18 home ERA compared to a 4.54 ERA on the road. He's been playing in Wrigley on a bunch of windy days, which has meant that he's given up a few more home runs. And when it comes to the Cincinnati Reds, they've got some of the most demonstrative home and road splits when it comes to offense in the league, but they have been able to get the offense going recently as this is a bunch that entered into Thursday, having scored at least four runs in now five out of their last six games. So a lot of their struggles on the road in terms of offense 
wanted coming while they wound up having Joey Votto on the COVID IL, and they were just dealing with a bunch of injuries in general. Joey Votto ever since coming off that COVID IL, north of a 340 on base. They've now got Jonathan India back at the full, Brandon Jury. He's hitting at 275. He's been able to supply 15 home runs. Donovan Solano's back in the fold. He's been hitting very well since he wound up returning to the team. Alberto Mora Jr. hitting right around a 270 as well. And for the Chicago Cubs, got a trio of guys at the top. Ian App, Rafael Ortega, along with Wilson Contreras. I between about a 272-275 Contreras. 12 home runs north of 375 on base. Patrick Wisdom has 14 home runs, but just strikes out a lot. But you got other guys like your Chris Morrell, who's been able to get on base for this team. They're kicking the tires on a young outfielder and Nelson Velasquez, who in his first few games has looked very solid. And you've got two really bad bullpens, both of these teams, in the bottom five in terms of bullpen ERA. The Cubs bullpen over the last 30 days, north of a 6 ERA, as Michael Givens he has been giving the other team a whole bunch of runs right now. His ERA has went north of four. Michael Rucker is right now 5-5 ERA. Whenever Daniel Norris has been out there, he has been absolutely terrible for this team. Rowan Wick now has a 4.80 ERA. Chris Martin has north of a 4 ERA. And then on the flip side for the Reds, you've got Alexis Diaz on the injured list along Jeff Hoffman, which means that Luis Sesson is north of 5 ERA is what you're trusting in. Ravier Sam Martin has north of a 10 ERA. Hunter Strickland has a 5 ERA. You really don't have any trust for the arms on either side in this one. So this is a case in which 11 or less I'm going to be looking at an over and I would need to get to an 11 half or higher to begin to look at the under and with the Cubs. I'm willing to lay up to about a minus 140-ish with them. I officially want to make them a minus 146 favorite. So look at Cubs and if we're getting an 11 or less I'm going to be looking at the over. 957, 958 on the bang board. You've got these Lamb Diego Padres and they're going to be hitting the red face off against the LA Dodgers. Mitch White is going to be going for the Dodgers and Joe Musgrove is on the bump for Slam Diego. The Padres are finding themselves as a plus 110 underdog and with LA you're going to be finding them as a minus 120 favorite and your total on this game is 8. The over and the under are both at minus 110 and with the Padres I want to make them a minus 108 favorite. Joe Musgrove wound up getting roughed up in his last start. That was a little bit of an issue but prior to that he had wound up going I believe it was either 11 or 12 straight starts to begin the season in which he went at least 6 innings and he wound up giving up 2 runs or fewer. That is just absolutely amazing and he's going up against guy Mitch White that he's not the world's worst pitcher but he's not going to land a lot of length there's really not a lot special about him so I mean it's a case in which he's just sort of milk toast he's giving you three walks per nine innings he's given up four home runs of 29 and two-thirds innings a nine strikeout per nine rate he has yet to be able to go more than five innings this season he's had his moments of brilliance he's had his moments of suckitude has not given up more than three runs in any appearance this year but once again a lot of that is because he's not giving you a whole heck of a lot of length in general with Mitch White. He's got a 652 home area, 315 road area, but both of those relatively small sample sizes. He's only pitched right around 10 innings at home thus far this season. Meanwhile, you take a look at Joe Musgrove, and this has been a guy that has been absolutely amazing on the road. Buck 72 road area, 5 0 record in his seven starts on the road, giving up three bombs over the course of 47 innings. And this is a man that has already. Went to Los Angeles and had some good appearances last season. This will be his first time going up against the Dodgers this season. I expect nothing less out of him for San Diego. It is a team that is currently dealing with the injury of Manny Machado. So, you don't necessarily have a lot of guys out there. And you can trust them to be able to get on base. They wound up having one player in the starting lineup yesterday with a batting average above a 250. That'd be Eric Cosmer. You also do have Noah Mazzaro got the day off yesterday. He's been doing an effective job of being able to get on base. But you need guys like... A Austin Supernola, Drixen Profar, Jose Azucar, Jake Cronenworth, these guys 
Anything between about a 240 to a 250 to be able to step up. They don't have a single guy that's giving you a double-digit amount of homers. Luke Voigt thus far this season has nine, so you've got your problems there with the Padres. It's a relatively solid bullpen, and with all the length that you've been able to get out of Joe Musgrove, you got to figure that that's going to take the bullpen out of the equation a little bit. Nabel Crispin is able to give you multiple innings if needed. Tyler Rogers has been able to do a solid job at the closer spot as he's been able to give you 20-plus saves. Tim Ellis, someone that you don't trust him, but Luis Garcia has been okay. And for the LA Dodgers, it's been the guys that you really wouldn't expect that'll be able to do a nice job out there in the bullpen. Craig Kimbrell has north of a four ERA. Missing Blake Trine has hurt this team a little bit. And Broussard Gratterall, he's been a little bit up and down this season, posting up an ERA that hovers right around four. But Evan Phillips, the sub-two ERA. Yancy Almonte, Reyes Maranta, they've also been able to give you a sub-two ERA. So they've been rock solid. And for the LA Dodgers, Mookie Betts being out of the fold, that has certainly hurt them. You've got a pair of guys with 11 home runs going into Wednesday and Trey Turner along with Will Smith. Turner and Freddie Freeman, both inning above a 300. Will Smith, Chris Taylor, they both hit in the pocket about 250 to a 260. But Max Muncy, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, these are guys hitting at 220 or lower. Gravin Lux has been able to get on base, but you're now having to rely upon someone like an Eddie Alvarez to get on base for you. That's not necessarily a great spot. So I feel like the Padres should be a slight favorite with the way that Joe Musgrove has been able to pitch this season. I do think that it's going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. Padres have actually been leading the league in terms of runs per game on the road. I think that there's going to be massive regression with that. You take a look at it, and they have just been very timely when men have been able to get on base. So I did wind up saying this total at 7.3. I'm looking under, and I'm looking at the Padres. 959-960 on the bank board. The Minnesota Twins. They throw to face off against the Cleveland Guardians. As Shane Bieber fever is going to be going for Cleveland. And Chris Archer is on the bump. For Minnesota, Minnesota is finding themselves anywhere between plus 125 and plus 135 underdogs. And the Twins anywhere between a plus 125 and a plus 135 underdog. Eight is your total. The over is anywhere between minus 120 and minus 125. The under is anywhere between even and plus 105. I am going to be taking a look at the under with the way that Jane Bieber has been pitching. And Bieber fever has me a believer. I'm willing to lay up to a minus 157 on the money line. If you're looking at this run line, you are finding it at a plus 135. But I would rather just lay the money line. I needed at least a plus 135 to be able to... Take a shot here. I see a little bit of a better differential, in my opinion, on the money line being able to lay right around a minus 145. But with Shane Bieber, I feel like he wound up getting just tossed under the bus a little bit more than he deserved to towards the beginning part of the season. He still got good swing and miss stuff right around nine and a half strikeouts per nine innings, 2.1 walks per nine innings, keeps the ball in the yard, 0.75 home runs per nine innings. And with Chris Archer, he has not been able to go more than five innings in any of his starts thus far this season. Now, he's actually been able to do a very solid job thus far this month as he has made five starts here in the month of June. And in those five starts, a buck 57 ERA. But once again, all these starts, four to five innings, sponsoring a buck 69 off of them. But it's a case of which he doesn't necessarily have the world's greatest command. Archer giving up right around 3.7-ish walks for nine innings, and he's backed up by a Twins bullpen that is far from great and far from terrible. The Twins are right around league average. Gerald Cotton, he's got a little bit north of a three-year-old yonder, and he's been leading the big leagues in terms of pitches thrown at 100-plus miles per hour. He's able to give you multiple innings. He's been posting up right around 2-2 ERA. Griffin Jacks is able to give you multiple innings, and he's off of a piggybacking off of Chris Archer, 275 
ERA for him, but Caleb Theobar is out in SC, bet you terrific him for the Cleveland Guardians, Emmanuel Classe. He's been one of the best relievers out there in the big leagues. You've been able to have Eli Morgan, Sam Antiges, be able to give you a sub-3 ERA along with Aniel De Los Santos. And for the Cleveland Guardians, they've got a guy in Jose Ramirez that deserves to be in the MVP conversation, in my opinion. He entered into Wednesday having 63 RBIs, 16 home runs, hitting nearly a 300 and He's been able to have a lot of multi-run home runs because you got Josh Chandler hitting a 270 behind him, and then Amit Rosario, Steven Kwan, Andres Jimenez, Oscar Gonzalez, all these guys are at least a 275 with Jimenez hitting right around a 310. Owen Miller has been able to get on base for the team, and then for Minnesota, Byron Buxton has been amazing, but he wanted missing another game yesterday. This is a guy that is very banged up, gives you a home run every 10 or so at bats, hitting about a 240 for the season, and got quite a few guys who have been able to get on base for the team. Nick Gordon, along Gio Urshela, throwing their Ode Palenco. They're hitting about a 252 to a 260. Jose Miranda, along with Max Kepler. They're more in that 235 fold. Gilberto Cicino has been able to get on base with Luis Reyes. How about a 340 batting average for that guy? And Carlos Correa, a little bit banged up himself. He's been able to do a solid job, but I do think that Shane Bieber is going to be able to lend more length than Chris Archer. Bieber is a guy that I just don't understand why he winds up getting so much flack because I still think that he is a very strong pitcher in this league, and I want to make it as a result. The Guardians a minus 157 favorite. I'm willing to take them on the money line, set my total at a 7.4, so I'm going to be taking a look at the under as well. Now we go to the DK Nation pick of 961-962 on the betting board. The New York Yankees hit the road to face off against the Houston Astros as Luis Garcia is going to be going for the Strohs, and Luis Severino is on the bump for New York. New York is finding themselves in between minus 105 and minus 115 favorites. Meanwhile, with the Astros, it's saying between minus 105 and plus 103. 8.5 is your total. The under is minus 115, and the over is minus 105. DK Nation pick going to be on the total. I set my total at a 7.9. I am going to be taking a look at the under as Houston has played two-thirds of their games thus far this season to the under, and it's been fascinating to take a look at Luis Garcia. This season, he's got a 5.18 home ERA compared to a 2.37 road ERA. You go back to 2021, it was the opposite. He had a 2.39 home ERA to a 4.24 road ERA. I think that he's doing for a little bit of positive progression at home because opponents are getting a 2.18 off of him at home to 11 on the road. It's been fairly comparable. He's just been giving up the deep ball a little bit too much at home. Seven home runs in 33 innings at home, five bombs in 38 innings on the road. I do think that he's going to do a good job of stymieing a New York Yankees team that they wound up playing a few unders out there against the Oakland A's the last few days. Now, with this New York Yankees team, it is hard to keep them down for forever because you've got all these guys that are able to go deep for you. Aaron Judge now has 29 home runs thus far this season. Anthony Rizzo, John Carlos Stanton, a combined 39 home runs for them as Stanton along Flavor Torres, Marwin Gonzalez are in between about a 245 to 255. DJ turned it up. LeMayu, Isaiah Kinnair Falefa. They're hitting right around to 260 to a 265 as well, but do have some worries with Aaron Hicks. He's able to get on base, but he doesn't necessarily get on base in terms of batting average with right around a 220. Joey Gal, whenever he's been out there, he's been a little bit of a hot mess. And for the Houston Astros, it is a little bit of a top-heavy lineup as the entirety of the catcher spot. Jose Siri, Chaz McCormick, Jake Myers, guys like this, Elementi Ziaz even. They've had a little bit of a tough time getting on base now. Jordan Alvarez has been amazing for this team. North of a 400 on base, 23 home runs, but he wound up getting a little bit banged up in that series against the New York Mets as well. There's a chance that he wind up missing this game. Jose Altuve, Jeremy Pena, both of these guys are in between about a 270 to 275. Altuve, he's been able to give you 15 home runs as far as the season, but Michael Brantley has been dealing with a little bit of injury as well. He was out of the fold yesterday too, and 
for both of these teams. They are 1-2 and two in terms of bullpen ERA with the Astros because they wound up having Justin Verlander on the mound yesterday. So many guys like Rafael Montero, Ryan Stanek, both guys with a sub-2 ERA. They're available. Brian Abreu has been incredible out of the bullpen and the New York Yankees because they wound up going up against the Oakland A's the last few days. They've got a relatively rested bullpen as well as you've got someone like Michael King who's going to be available in this game. Clay Holmes has wound up getting a little bit of UC. has been just absolutely incredible out there in the bullpen. He's got right around is your 50 ERA, but Wandy Peralta, one of the big cogs for this bullpen, he's going to be available. Ron at Metanakio now is a 260 ERA. He's been very good for this team as well. So, I mean, take a look at both of these teams. I think that they're both going to have serves are going to be firing all cylinders as Luis Severino thus far this season has just done a nice job with his command. Right around two and a half walks per nine innings, strikeouts per nine rate. That is just below 11 right now. Now, he has struggled a little bit more on the road than at home. 262 home ERA. 461 area on the road, but opponents are in just a 202 off of him on the road, and it's not like he's necessarily giving out a ton of walks, anything like that. Just been a little bit unlucky with the deep ball. So, DK Nation pick going to be on this total under. I want to make in this a relative pick game. I made the Astros a very slight minus 102 favorite, so at this current number, I'm going to be riding with the Astros, and the DK Nation pick going to be on the under. 963-964 on the bang board. The Toronto Blue Jays are going to be playing against the Tampa Bay Rays. To be determined is going to be on the bump for the Tampa Bay Rays, which is why this game is currently off the board. You take Kikuchi, the confirmed starter for the Toronto Blue Jays. It looks like we should be getting Jeffrey Springs for Tampa, but they were a little bit hesitant to announce this one, and as long as you do wind up getting Jeffrey Springs, I'd be willing to set the Tampa Bay Rays as a minus 109 to a minus 110 favorite. Ever since Jeffrey Springs has become a starter for the Tampa Bay Rays team, he has been incredible. Now, last two starts were a little bit rough against the Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles. They combined seven runs surrendered in 10 and a third innings, including three bombs surrendered against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That was on Friday, but you do take a look at Jeffrey Springs overall. He's given up about 1.2 to 1.25 home runs per nine innings, but sub two walks per nine innings. 10 strikeouts per 9 innings. He's been able to do a rock-solid job there. Does have a little bit of a lesser road area than a home area, but still. 276 road area, buck 76 area at home with opponents overall hitting a 214 off of him. He has been rock-solid and Yusei Kikuchi. He has been the opposite of rock-solid. This is a man that is currently giving up north of 5 walks per 9 innings. His ERA is above 5. Home runs per 9 rate is above 2. He has a matter of fact has given up nine home runs in his last five starts, and he has not went a full five innings in any of those last five starts. There is no trusting in Yusei Kikuchi whatsoever. Now, the reason why this is close to a pick'em game is, for one, this is a game that is north of the border, so that winds up helping out Toronto, having home field advantage. And for two, it's a Tampa Bay Rays team that they really don't have a lot of offensive firepower right now. You do have a pair of guys in Yandy Diaz and G-Man Choi that are able to supply you with right around a... 375 to a 385 on base. Randy Rosarena saying a 255. Even Harold Ramirez, he's hitting right around at 310 for the team. Good news is Wanda Franco is back in the fold. I will say Isaac Paredes. He's been able to give you five home runs over the past, I would say, 14 days. So he's been solid. But you got guys like Vidal de Brujan, Taylor Walls, whenever he's been out there. Mike Zanino along with Rene Pinto out there at the catcher spot. All these guys are hitting a buck 80 or lower along with Brett Phillips. And with the Toronto Blue Jays, you don't have those slugs. 
in their lineup. Alejandro Kirk has been able to hit above a 300 at the catcher spot, one of the best hitting catchers that we've got in the big leagues. You've got Flyer Guerrero Jr. hitting at 270, 18 home runs. Boba Shett, George Springer, they're both hitting between about a 255 to a 260, and both of these guys have a combined 26 home runs. Ramiel Tapia has also been able to hit in that 255 fold as well. With the Blue Jays, you do have a lot of issues when it comes to this bullpen as Trevor Richards is currently on the injured list. Whenever he's been out there, he's been terrible. I mean, they are kicking the tires on Sergio Romo as submerged his ERA to an 8. It's not terrific, though. Matt Gage, sub-2 ERA ever since getting called up. He's been solid. Tim is uh, D- David Phelps. These guys have been able to do a relatively solid job. And when you do take a look at the race, Jason Adam, sub-2 ERA. They've been dealing with an injury to J.P. Fireisen, but they still have a lot of guys like Colin Pooch, Brooks Raley. They have been able to give you a sub-3 ERA. Matt Weisler, he wanted giving up a couple of deep flies against the Milwaukee Birds, but still a sub-3 ERA for him. So if it is Springs against Kikuchi, when I'm saying the race, right around a minus 110, and it would be a case which an 8.5 or less, I'd be looking at the over and a 9 or higher to the under. And we wrap things up with 9.65, 9.66 on the betting board. The Seattle Mariners are going to be playing O.C. Oakland A's. Adrian Martinez is going to be on the bump for the A's. And Logan Gilbert is on the bump for the Mariners. The M's are a big favorite of any team. Minus minus two dollars and minus 2.10. Meanwhile, if you're taking a look at Oakland, same routine, plus 180 and plus 190. 7.5 is your total under and over. Any work between minus 105 and minus 115. And I did wind up saying Seattle as a minus 222 favorite. I'm willing to lay up to a minus 115 on the run line with them. Currently not seeing any run lines on the board, but I am willing to lay up to a minus 115 on that run line. And I'm going to be looking at it over personally because with Adrian Martinez, I just don't have any faith whatsoever. And he's going to be able to lend even a halfway decent start. For an Oakland A's team that they are just dying for anyone to be able to give them any form of life whatsoever. Now with Adrian Martinez, first start of the year, he actually did wind up pitching five and a third inning scoreless against the Detroit Tigers. And then I believe that he wound up getting hurt and wound up spending quite a bit of time on the injured list after that. So it is going to be a case in which this is someone that is dealing with a little bit of injury concern that is not necessarily that great. And backed up by a bullpen that is currently finding themselves in the bottom 10 in the leagues in terms of ERA. Sam Hall, A.J. Puck have been able to do a solid job. But Danny Jimenez, who wound up beginning the year very solid for this team, well, it's a case in which it went straight down the toilet bowl for him, and now he's on the injured list. Austin Pruitt has the north of 5 ERA. Justin Grimm has been banged up for the team. You really don't have any guys that have been able to do a solid job in general out there in the bullpen. And you take a look at Martinez, what he's done in the AAA level. He's also got a 5.63 ERA over here in lovely Las Vegas. As he's been giving up a little bit over three walks per nine innings. You got to feel like part of that first start against the Detroit Tigers was unfamiliarity, smoke and mirrors, and the fact that he wound up going up against the Detroit Tigers. And Logan Gilbert, this guy has been masterful for Seattle this season. A 2.44 ERA, 2.27 ERA at home, 2.55 ERA on the road has been able to keep the ball in the air both at home and on the road giving up 0.8 home runs per nine innings 2.6 walks per nine a little bit over nine strikeouts per nine innings this guy has been terrific and for the Seattle Mariners bullpen has certainly been shaky this season they had a DFA drew second rider they wanted pretty much giving away some Mergio Romo I don't blame them there they had to use up Eric Swanson yesterday who's been very good for the team but Paul Sewald has been able to give you some good innings in Seattle with being able to bust out with the offense yesterday
yesterday. That was a very good sign for them because they're currently dealing with an injury due time. France says you've got J.P. Crawford who was in a big giant funk prior to yesterday. He has been hitting sub 200 over the last three weeks. But Sam Haggerty, he's now hitting him over 300 after yesterday. So he wound up having a three hit day. There's a little bit of something for you. Julio Rodriguez has been one of the top base dealers out there in the big leagues. He's hitting a 275. And you so what I Jesse Winker. They're both starting to pick it up. Looming suspension for Jesse Winker, but these two guys, along with Carlos Santana, have both been able to supply north of a 330 on base as far this season, and Eugenio Suarez has been able to give you 13 home runs as well, and Santana, he wound up having a really, really bad start to the season for Kansas City, but you take a look at the last three days, he's actually hitting a 325, so he might have a little bit of something here now. Guys like Cal Raleigh, Abraham Toro, guys like that at the bottom of the fourth, they have not necessarily been too terrific, and for the Oakland A's, you really don't have a single guy on this roster that's hitting above 250. I mean, you wound up having a case in which there were eight runs scored in the first three innings of that game against the New York Yankees yesterday, and it still wound up going under the total of an eight and a half, which I can't remember ever seeing anything quite like that, but Seth Brown is the only guy on this team that currently has north of eight home runs, and it's a very, very late June. We are going to be turning to July within the next few days. As a matter of fact, nobody that got in that bat yesterday hitting above a 242 for this Oakland A's team. They hit righties badly. They hit lefties badly. They don't take walks. I mean, really, other than Christian Bethencourt along with Ramon Laureano, you don't have a single guy that's really hitting above a 235. You've had a few walks out of Stephen Piscotty being able to get him back full. That should be able to help them out a little bit, but man, you really don't have much with regards to this Oakland A's team. I'm going to be taking a look at the Seattle Mariners run line as long as I don't have to lay north of a minus 115. And when it comes to the total, I do mind saying it at a 7.7. I do think that the A's are going to be able to scratch across a run or two, but I think that Adrian Martinez is not going to have a rude welcoming back to the big leagues. And that will wrap things up for the Thursday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Vison Family Podcast. A big thanks to Jason Rideways of Bookmaker Review, along with Odds Checker for joining me in the last segment. If you do like hearing from this five podcast baseball betting show, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to go for those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters CM. I mean, does not matter, so as per usual. Please just send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five star review coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season. That means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.